and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked On Houston Astros and I hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Doc Stros. You can find the show at Locked On Astros, your team every day, and your team is going to the ALDS at Dodger Stadium. Oh, crap. Yeah, we're going back to Dodger Stadium. Uh, what's this? Bob Nightingale said, well, this is the first time the Astros have returned to Dodger Stadium since 2017. Um, they actually played at Dodger Stadium this year, so they I don't did. know. I don't know what you're thinking, Bob Nightingale. But there's Astros, they swept the, the series. I didn't even see this happening. And they did a lot of stuff right. There was some stuff that they did wrong, but that's fine. It's all good in the end. And uh, we're going to be talking about this on this episode of the Locked On Astros. You can get Locked On Astros on Podcast and App Himalaya, as well as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. And when you get in car, tell your smart device to play the show locked on astros and today's episode is brought to you by rockauto.com amazing selection reliably low prices all the parts your car will ever need and i saved the best for last brett where can they find you on twitter <laughs> they can find me man i am like the low man on the total i'm not i'm not just after the intro i'm after the intro and intro that's okay um, I feel like Ryan, where he was, uh, he was the second choice after Path from Stanley. Anyways, um, you can find me at H Town Wheelhouse on Twitter and at Stros Four One One on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive, always advancing in the playoffs. Stros, that's right, man, dude. What a game today! Like I, I honestly thought the score was going to be seven to three. Um, I thought that they were going to win today. Um, I thought they would they would score a couple runs early off of you know Jose Barrios. That I figured the Twins would have a little flurry of runs and the Astros would come back and it'd be a somewhat competitive game. But um, I'm just shocked that the uh, the Twins the Twins are snake bitten. I mean they they have the longest, seventeen straight seventeen straight. It is it is the longest the worst losing streak right now in modern American sports. There's not another team that has a worse record um, than the Minnesota Twins um, right now. And uh, you know what? The Minnesota Vikings are supposed to be playing the Texans this weekend, and both the Texans and the Vikings are 0-3. So maybe Houston get another victory against the Minnesota team this Sunday. Go Texans, right? I think I saw that the Vikings uh, had a couple COVID positive cases. And so uh, we'll have to see, or some team I thought it was that. Right. Right. So yeah. anyway, we're talking about the Astros here and uh, the Astros basically did what I said they were going to do. And this is, they basically used a tandem, the piggyback system, whatever you want to call it. And they, they basically did it how we talked about yesterday. They're going to have Jose Kitty come in and throw four to five innings. I think he lasted four and one-thirds innings. And then you went ahead and uh, brought in uh, – well, you had that little um, Brooks Rayleigh thing. And so <laughs> you had to bring him in. And I know Jake Kaplan was like, oh, great. Uh, because of the three-batter rule, Brooks Rayleigh has to face Nelson Cruz – and unfortunately, right. that was the situation. But I think what Dusty Baker was doing is maybe the matchups there. But also, Christian Javier is so used to coming in in a clean inning. He's not – He's not. I know he's pitched out of bullpen this year, 
but he's typically one of those guys that starts an inning. And that's what you typically want to do with a starter who comes in into a game. You want to give them a fresh inning. You don't want to give them with a runner on base or something like that. So I think that's what kind of happened there. But overall, Jose Kitty, he didn't look terrible. He pitched pretty well. I think he only allowed one run in four and two, uh, one-thirds innings. And uh, Or was it Brooks Raley who allowed that run? I've, no, it was off, off of Jose Arquiti, right? Let me look. I was um, teaching at the same time, kind of watching the game. So I'd, <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, I was too. I, I, had the, I had it kind of on in the background. I wasn't necessarily watching it, you know. Right. Some of us had day jobs. Some of us can't go to, like, watch parties at Carbock Brewing or something like oh, that. Oh, that would be nice, by the way. That would be cool. But luckily, um, I, I had a student teacher. One. I had a student teacher, so um, he was teaching the last three classes. So I was still uh, monitoring and doing stuff, and I was just kind of checking. Run, the, earned, the, the run was given to um, Arkady. But it was yeah. Brooks Rayleigh who gave up the double. Yes. It could have been yes. worse uh, because uh, I believe that it was Luis Arias or whatever, however you say it. Arise. Yeah, Arise. Um, that I think Carlos Cray had a relay throw and it nailed uh, the runner at. Uh, it was yeah, plate. and the throw was the throw was not great to the plate because it was it was a little off. I mean, it was online, but it was not as accurate as I thought it was when I saw the replay. I I had had got me alert, and then I went back and watched the replay later. But hey, you cheated the Twins out of a loss. They've actually lost eighteen consecutive games. Oh yeah, you yeah. Now, we don't want to take away from their losing streak because it is um, Poor Nash a Walker. of epic proportions. <laughs> Poor Nash, Nash Walker, Walker and the oh, uh, Locked On Twins podcast. And uh, like not of, only not only do they have an 18 game losing streak in the playoffs, but they have an open air stadium in Minnesota. Let's remind people of that. Why would you not put a dome on that thing? Tomorrow's uh, temperature is supposed to be 28 degrees, so the Astros are like, you know what? Let's go and get this we'll get W back. and get out of here. We don't want to we'll deal with this. Get the hell out of here. That's right. Yes. Uh, so I feel bad for my principal at my school. He is um, He's an Astros fan, but when they actually uh, play the Twins, he, he's a – I think he's from the Minnesota area, so uh, he does he root for Twins, but he does like the Astros. So uh, he was, like, uh, talking to me today. I'm like, you know what? Uh, that game yesterday, uh, the game one was a gift uh, for the, to, the, from the Twins to the Astros. But today's game was even a bigger gift. I mean, Jose Arquiti, I think, loaded up the bases again in the first inning. And this dynamic yes. lineup could not even score a run there. And then Byron, or Brian Buxton, he couldn't start today because of some type of injury. But he was available as a pinch runner. And as a pinch runner, the, one of the fastest guys in the league, you get picked off at, off of first base in the what was at the seventh or eighth inning. That is uncalled for. And the Twins, they made so many different mistakes. And you, you want to know how bad it was? They didn't have Josh Donaldson in this series at all. And Alex uh, Kuroff, I think is his name, he had to make his major league debut in a playoff game. That's how shorthanded the twins were. And the Astros were able to take advantage and they used the starters. And this felt like 2017 all over again. You don't trust your bullpen, but uh, they, you just count, you just use your starters that you trust. And Dusty Baker played this perfectly. Now he can't do this in the next series, but the, in the short right. three, uh, two game series like this was, he played it perfectly. 
So with this, with this, um, Alex, Alex, um, Alex Kirilov. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was the uh, number 15 or 16 pick of the first round back in 2016. Um, I followed him. Uh, part of the – one of the things I do on the side is I collect baseball cards, and he's he's kind of a guy I've got in my young stars binder. And I've been wondering when he's going to come up. And when he came up to bat, I remember immediately who he was, and I thought this is the type of scenario where if the Astros were going to fall behind, it would be some rookie making his major league debut – in a playoff and he gets a double or like a it's home so run. 2020. Right. I mean, it was, it was a little nerve wracking and um, I gotta be honest. I was, I was wondering why he pulled Jose or when he did. And um, a friend online was, I was, I was like, why did he pull Rikidi now? And I had a friend respond to me. Um, and th- this guy goes by go Astros one. He's at, he's at, at Go Astros one, and he basically said he wasn't surprised by it. No. Um, he said, "He said you had a rise who's the best contact hitter in the league. The Twins were the worst team versus left-handed pitching, um, and so he he basically pointed to all these all these reasons why you would put um, Rayleigh in there um, at the time. And I just I just thought it was interesting. I really like when our fans interact with us when when those who listen to our show kind of sometimes have a deeper understanding." of the actual situation because you know i'm never professed to know everything about baseball i may i may try to out fan you um but i'm not always going to out knowledge people there are there's always going to be someone who has more knowledge than me um and so we appreciate it man we we appreciate the listens we appreciate the reviews y'all give us i mean but this team today eric doing this i i think i don't want to say there was a monkey on their back but i think there was a monkey on their back and um, we can get into it in a little bit, um, but just Carlos Correa standing up for the team. But when you look at this lineup, basically the MVPs today were Tucker, Correa, and Bregman. And um, Tucker and, you know, um, Jose Altuve, you know, he went, he went 0 for 4 again. He didn't have any walks, but the day before, he impacted the game by taking a walk where – he hasn't been taking pitches. He's been going outside the zone. So you had two games where you had one or two players really step up big and make huge impacts. So in two games, the Astros pitchers pitched 18 innings. They allowed seven hits, only two runs, with two walk, with 10 walks and 14 strikeouts. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, the 10 walks, walks are in the playoffs. That's a killer. And the Twins couldn't capitalize. We talked about before the series how the Twins were the best with runners in scoring position this year, and uh, mm-hmm. they're, they're just really good. Maybe not overall in baseball, but better than the Astros for sure. And they had a lot of good luck this year. They had those 91 homers, and uh, it didn't happen. But what was crazy was the Astros won these two games with only two extra base hits. And one of them yeah. was that go-ahead Correa homer today. And I do believe that if you're going to look at a MVP for today's game, it would have to be Carlos Correa. He would get the game yeah. ball. Uh, so everybody needs to sign and say, dear Carlos Correa, you did a great job. And remember to uh, bring the milk and cookies next time. Stuff like that. So um, No, Eric, you don't bring milk and cookies to a team party. <laughs> I know. That's, oh, I'm good here at them. Um, <laughs> you, for this party, it's Club Astros. So we're like throwing out. Oh, bring Some your cognac, bring your bud, um, bring, bud light. Yeah, there you go. Bring your bring your beer, whatever you bring. Um, no, but yeah, dude. Uh, 
Um, I don't know if you saw the interview um, after they won or heard, heard, heard what Dusty Baker said, but um, we, we probably need to add a Thoughts by Dusty segment today. Okay. Um, okay we'll have so to have we'll, a Thoughts uh, by Carlos Correa as well because oh, yeah, he was not shy. Carlos Correa. I can, <laughs> oh. I can do a little voiceover for you, kind of like Columbus Trade there. All right, so uh, you mentioned earlier uh, some of our listeners. So uh, if one of your listeners said, you know, Brett, I need uh, some advice. I need um, having trouble with my brake pads. Um, where would you kind of refer them to? Well, you know, for starters, I would say when you think about the increasing number of makes and models out there, it's impossible for auto parts stores to stock all the parts. So really, I would even say, I would just say one, forget going to the store. You don't have to wear a mask. I want you to go online and then you go on, you hear me, hear me typing the keys, go to rockauto.com. And when you go to rockauto.com, you don't have to um, worry about paying your mortgage when you get a part there. You don't have to worry about um, having to forget a meal because you don't have any money left in your pocket because you're going to spend 30, 50, sometimes 100% less than what you would in a dealership or a chain store. And so what they do is they've had a business that's family owned for 20 years. They have this amazing search engine. It's super easily navigatable navigable and unlike chain stores they don't give you a different price if you're a professional mechanic or a do-it-yourselfer they give everybody the same low price they always offer the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear so rockauto.com is for you and for me so what i want you to do is i want you to go to rockauto.com look for that part you need and when you get ready to check out and the where did you hear about us i want you to put locked on to let them know that we sent you because they are for the average guy and girl like you and me. Why spend twice as much for the same parts? Amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, so speaking of little promos, I gotta do a little promo, and I just got this from Breaking Tea, and they came out with a shirt. Guess what this shirt says in celebration of the Astros beating the Twins? Um, respect, you gotta respect us? Nope. Bracket busters, because that's what the Astros did. A below 500 team beat uh, a number three seed, and they basically. So if this they're doing this like the uh, like the the college basketball thing, then yeah, everybody's bracket is busted because nobody saw this coming. So guys, if y'all want to go to breakingt.com/talkingstros and go get that, I'm gonna go and get a link up there pretty soon. But it looks awesome, and it's it literally says bracket busters, and uh, I'm funny. probably gonna get one. So guys, go out there and get that. So speaking of busting brackets, um, let's talk about some of the uh, before we talk about Carlos Cray and what Dusty Baker had to say. Let's kind of look around baseball. Um, so we know that the uh, who who won today? It was the Rays. The Rays beat the who was it? The Rays beat the Blue Jays, right? Yes. The Rays, the Rays won eight to two. They um, swept the Blue Jays, so they advanced. Um, the White Sox, uh, guess what? Um, oh, our friend, old friend Dallas Keuchel um, did his famous give up a bunch of runs in the first inning. Um, right. He had a terrible game today after Giolito's near perfect game. Um, Keuchel comes in, gets a loss. He went three in the third inning, gave up six hits, five runs, three earned, four strikeouts, and two home runs. Uh, he's got a postseason area of 8.10 now. And then right now as we speak, the Yankees are up. Oh, no, Cleveland just tied it 6-6 six to six in the bottom of the fifth. So Cleveland's not going down without a fight. Gio Urshela hit a grand slam 
today to put them up, and now they've come back. You had a final in the 13th inning where you had Freddie Freeman hit, hit a hit a walk-off, um, I guess, single to uh, score the only run of the game. Um, Miami, the Miami Marlins, beat the Cubs 5-1. to one. Um, St. Louis beat San Diego. That is a shocker. San Diego is one game away from being eliminated. I think they were everybody's favorite to come in and maybe challenge the Dodgers. And the Dodgers right now actually just scored another run, bottom of the second. It's three to nothing Dodgers over the Milwaukee Brewers. So we only have two series for sure decided as we speak. When you listen to this tomorrow, I don't know if the Yankees will have swept or if the Indians will have tied. But um, that's on the other side of the bracket. So whoever wins, wins. I'm more worried about this series. Eric, what do you think about this A's series being one-to-one? Would you rather face the Oakland A's or would you rather face the White Sox? And before you answer that, let me tell you what our fans have said. Because I asked our fans today on on Twitter, and I said, hey, um, what do you think about, like, who do you think will, will – um, or who would you rather face? Would you rather face Oakland or would you rather face the White Sox? And the poll says right now it's 55% say they want the Oakland A's and 45% say they want the White Sox. Who do you think, Eric? Eric the Man Heisman, who would you want the Astros to face right now if you had a choice? Um, honestly, I think I would rather face the White Sox. I know they have a dynamic lineup, but look at what the Astros did to the Twins lineup. Um, and I know that it was a short series, so you're able to kind of use the piggyback starters and not really uh, go into the weakness. Because what's the weakness of the Twins, apparently? They, they just kept on trotting out all these different relievers. But I'm just – I don't know. I, they, the A's just scared me. I, th- I just think that they've had our number this year. But 2020, who knows? Um, I'll probably regret it, but uh, here's something that there is a positive to look at with the White Sox. We are the higher seed, even though they had the better record. So if we face the White Sox, we would be technically the home team at Dodger Stadium. So if we play the A's, we will be the road team. So at least we have the final at bat. So that way we kind of the Astros can kind of control their own destiny. So that's something to think about because the Astros are the sixth seed, and I think that the uh, White Sox were the seventh seed, if I remember correctly. Right. Or – if we face Oakland, think about this. The White Sox are a seven seed yet. If we face Oakland, it's more than a three-game series, and it's pretty much a guarantee that we would face, you know who? Brad Fires. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that would be really cool, and we could show that guy. We could beat him with – we could bludgeon him with home runs in Dodger Stadium, and then every time they cross the plate, they can look at Fires and go bang, bang, bang. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, um, I, I see Carlos Cray doing that or saying something, but oh yeah, you know he 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 probably would. I mean, he probably should. Speaking um, of Carlos Cray saying something, oh yes. I know that he came out today and uh, where is this quote? He said that I know a lot of people are mad. I know a lot of people don't want us here, but what do you have to say now? So that's what Carlos Kreis had to say after the game. And uh, from what I understand, I didn't really see this. Uh, so you have to tell me if I'm correct. But I heard somewhere that the, uh, he, he was basically going after the ABC announcers because in game one, yes. he uh, yes. I don't know if you were able to listen to it, but I was oh, yeah. 
home and yeah. it seemed like they were like talking about the scandal and kind of uh talking the astros down and all that stuff so uh I what do you have to say it. about yeah. that yeah i blasted it all over twitter and facebook and basically he said you know he said you got he said i heard the broadcast from yesterday and you guys had a lot to say about us in the broadcast and you all you talked about was the 2017 cheating scandal and he said you know i think we came out here today and we won and we proved that we're a good baseball team and we deserve a lot of respect because we're here and we're winning and this club knows how to win playoff games basically he's like we deserve a lot of respect and i know a lot of people are are getting on because they're like oh it's, it's round 104 and why are you getting cocky and why are you getting arrogant i think he's not too arrogant i think it's just right because they were and eric I'll, i always say these criticisms not as if i could do a better job but they couldn't have done a worse job comment, commentating on these two games um there was an actual graphic that they put up eric from the 2017 team and the 2020 team and they compared the batting averages of the two seasons I'm like, you know, there was 18, you know, there was 19. Did we just like pause those years? Do those years don't count at all? 19 it, it had, was, they had a historically high slugging percentage. I know. And, and it's just, I know. And, and, but like, why would you do that? That's like cherry picking information. It's low hanging fruit. I mean, it's, it, to me, it's bad media. It plays into a narrative. It's why we have this, had this, had this moron that has a bot. They got him like 500,000 followers and he's trying to promote a crappy book. And he's a horrible author and he's out there, has this tour Twitter site. I don't even say his full name, but that's what fuels this crap. And Carlos Correa had every right to say what he said. And I was like, man, we need to sign that dude like now. Like this guy's got to stay. Like we've got to make room for him. And All right. And we are back. We had a slight technical delay. The whole thing just froze up. So um, it's just kind of like the twins offense. Everything just kind of froze up and just stopped working. And all of a sudden they can run. So anyway, so uh, Dusty Baker is super excited because this kind of snapped his personal uh, record or bad streak of losing 10 straight decision games basically so he uh winner or go home uh type of situation so uh something was going to break either the 17 game streak for the twins or the dusty baker 10 games losing in a deciding game and so um dusty baker won the astros won we had jose kitty come in and do his job and he said that he was just really happy that dusty baker gave him the chance and uh, i know that Christian Javier, he did have two walks, but he overall he looked pretty good. The Astros just they went with their strength in this one series. It's like I said, it's not gonna work in the next series, but for once for this one time, Dusty Baker played this perfectly. Now we'll see how things will change in a five game series. Yeah, exactly. And what a lot of people fail to forget is that this team knows how to play playoff baseball. They know how to come up big in big situations and this is for all intents and purposes a veteran club and i think the advantage they would have over the white Sox who played them is the lack of experience overall of course they got jose brayu you know Makata is somewhat of a veteran they've got dallas keichel giolito's not I mean, he's a veteran but not really he's still pretty young um they got um lewis robert uh Eloy jimenez is still pretty young 
but they don't really have a whole lot of playoff experience on their end, except for a couple of their big free agents they signed. Yeah, so, Manny Grandal's over there, I believe, and he had yeah. two homers in two games. So, yeah, right. I mean, they've got a couple guys, but I think um, the Astros are battle tested. Um, they've been all the way from 15 until now, and say what you want to say about 17, but 18 and 19. I mean, these these guys know how to come up big and and how how like poetic would it be for the Astros to be the home team in Dodger Stadium, like you mentioned. I hadn't even thought about that, to be honest. I was just thinking about them going to Dodger Stadium. I wasn't thinking about the home and visitors. But, you know, it's it's awesome because um, the young players too, Eric, you know, the, the young players don't get talked about enough, I think, because everything's overshadowed by the veterans that are there, that are still there. Look what Kyle Tucker did. Look at Kyle Tucker and exactly. uh, Martin Maldonado says that uh, from Rivaldez and Christian Javier, they pitch like they've been here for 20 years. And um, from Rivaldez was left off the playoff roster last year. And uh, Christian Javier was the Astros minor league pitcher of the year. But a lot of people probably didn't think that he would be uh, have this type of season he had. But this, this just shows that the Astros may have not had the quality depth in their farm system, but they still had some pieces and they, they had some pieces that they're trying to hold on to through all the trades over the years. But th- this Astros team was primed to do more than what they did in regular season. I, I, I would almost say that this team was built for the playoffs, not necessary for the regular season, especially without Justin Verlander and the, the un- inconsistent offense. And I, uh, in the playoffs, it, you're not going to go out there and hit a whole bunch of homers, except if you're Yankees, because uh, Yankees are going crazy, apparently. But you're going to go out there and just play station station. You're going to go get those blue pits. You're going to hopefully eventually hit a homer. But for the most part, the Astros have played small ball. They've uh, really been smart. Uh, I know Jose Altuve made a error today that made Jose Urquidy yeah. uh, kind of throw a few extra pitches. But overall, the Astros look good. And yeah. I think this team, I mean, it's still, they're still going to be the underdogs. No matter what, they're still going to be the underdogs. Even if they're the home team versus the White Sox, nobody's going to, everybody's going to count them out. And most of them are going to be Dodgers and Yankees fans and all that. But I would love, I would love, sorry, Stacy, but I would love for the Astros to make it to the ALCS and beat the Yankees again. Especially with all there. That would mean – I don't want to face Garrett Cole. I just want to say that. But uh, Well, yeah, Garrett Cole is a freaking like steam engine. He is he, he is, is made for the playoffs and the regular season, but mostly for playoffs. <laughs> but, you know, at, at the end of the day, when you look at this team and you, and you look at this season, and I, I, think, I think we've hit on this before, um, Marty Maldonado is definitely your MVP. Um, I found a uh, – I found a quote that um, Brian McTaggart put in on um, MLB.com today, and Maldonado said this. He said, "He said, you know, Stromy, he came up to me today, and he said, you've done an unbelievable job with these young guys. And, and I told him from the bottom of my heart, the reason that we're in here is because of them. We don't have JV. We lost Garrett Cole. We lost Osuna. And those are the guys who are stepping in. And those are the guys who are stepping up. Those guys stepped up big time. It was really good that they got their feet wet in this series. You know, Christian Javier pitched three scoreless innings in his playoff debut. And he didn't even pitch in AAA. 
he's basically a double A pitcher, and it, it is it is really really cool to see it. Um, you know, and like you said, Urquidy, he's so appreciative. Like like this guy, every time I've heard him interview, he's a very humble guy. And so while I know that Carlos Correa runs people the wrong way because he's arrogant, he, he, he's not afraid to show it. You've got guys like Urquidy, you've got guys like Christian Javier. You've got these young players that in their mind, that stuff doesn't even bother them because they have no connection whatsoever with 2017. And that is the problem with everybody continuing to bring it up. Because when they think it's effective and they're tearing down the Astros, the young players are like, what are you even talking about? Like, I don't even know what that is. Like, I wasn't there. I, I have no personal connection with that. The only thing is I have the word Astros on my jersey. And I know that's what people are, quote, unquote, you know, railing against, you know. It's like Sully said, Brent, you can't shout at the waves. You can't shout into the tides. And I'm like, well, that's fine. I'm going to keep shouting into the tides. I don't care if they consume me. But at the end of the day, I like where the Astros are at. They go into the ALDS with a whole lot of confidence. They get to stop in Houston, Eric, and work out before they go to the weekend. And then they'll work out at Dr. Stadium before they start next week, the ALDS. Yeah, and they've got some time to rest. The only thing that kind of scares me about this is uh, Lance McCullers did not pitch in this series. You have a lot of relievers who did not pitch. Blake Taylor, um, Brooks Raley made his appearance, and uh, Ryan Presley had his appearance. And congratulations, Ryan Presley. You did not um, tie up the game in the ninth inning for a change. So that's I, props, mad props to you. I literally said I, – I, I looked at um, – I had seen an alert on my phone that we were in between classes, and I looked at one of my students, and I said, I really hope they don't put Ryan Presley in. And he goes, he goes, why? And another kid goes, he's been terrible. It's like, well, look, he's got the potential to be a really good closer. He just hasn't done it lately. And it was really, really, really good. I think Ryan Presley needed that. Even if he would have given up a run and they still would have won or whatever, I think that would have been one of the worst things. He went in and it was a clean inning. And he, he did what he was supposed to do. You know, I thought they would leave Javier in there, to be honest with you. Yeah, Christian, sorry, um, Kyle uh, Tucker, just uh, that was such a big hit because not only did it give the fans a kind of breathing room with a two-run lead in, instead of a one-run lead because the one-run lead tends to be what uh, Presley kind of struggles with. So I think it was good that Kyle Tucker had that hit. And I think that this guy is everything we wanted him to be. I still think that he has some room to grow. I think that next year – He's probably going to learn how to hit even better. I think this is guy it will be the best offensive player on this team, uh, maybe, maybe by mid-year next year. I think that he wow. has the swing. He has the, he has the ability. And that, that little swing he took today in the ninth inning, that was like 104 miles per hour off the bat. This guy has got a great swing. He's left-handed. It's, it's hard to find some of those guys, He's especially so for the Astros. Yeah. He's so good, you might call him Kyle Brantley or Kyle Bregman. Sorry, I'm trying to plant thoughts in your head so that the next time you say Alex Bregman, you're like Alex Tucker. Yeah, so we're going to have to talk more about this series tomorrow, and uh, it, then we're going to look ahead. So hopefully by tomorrow we do our show. I don't know what time the White Sox and A's play tomorrow, but hopefully by the time we do our show tomorrow, we'll know who we'll be playing and we can kind of start looking ahead. But I'm going to kind of end the show with what Nelson Cruz said after today's game. Life 
like life, baseball is also unpredictable. It's tough. It is what it is. And it was a tough feeling for the, the twins. I, I felt bad for them for a little bit. I mean, I didn't want to give them a victory because then anything can happen in game three. So uh, it just, you feel bad for them, but at the same time, <clears throat> the Astros have won five straight playoff games at, on the road and take over because I need to. Okay, get- I got you. <laughs> no, I thought you were getting. Ch- Okay, Eric, I thought Eric was getting all emotional about what he was talking about. I didn't know. I was I was kind of frozen, like, how do I help him? Kind of like if, if yeah. like, you know, someone starts, like, choking, like, in a restaurant, and you're like, oh, crap, do I do the Heimlich? Because <laughs> I have, like, CPR certification. You, like, kind of get nervous. I was like, what's I can't help you. I'm on the, I'm on the other side of the not world, but the other side of the city right now. But anyways, um, tomorrow it does look like um, I'm, I'm trying to find this, this thing scheduled for tomorrow. They will play at three ten, so at three yeah. ten, we'll definitely uh, have podcasts by yeah. then. And so. you know, right now, the uh, right now as it stands, the Yankees are holding on top of the seventh to an eight to six lead. So um, it really is going to come down to the relievers in that game. The Yankees, dude, they've already hit like I think they're they hit their fourteenth and maybe fifteenth home run today. No way. 15th. Yes. No way. The Marlins beat the Cubs. Oh, crap. Yes, I Let's said that earlier. Me. You didn't hear me? No, you didn't I wasn't listening. That. Yes. And how yeah, about the you. Braves going 13 innings to win that game? And it's just – there's a lot of weird stuff going on in baseball. Uh, and there is. The Cardinals beating the Padres. The Padres have all that offense, and they beat <laughs> – well, anything, okay. Anything's going to happen in the playoff. That's what we're talking about. Here's, anything can happen in the playoff. Right. We do need to wrap up pretty soon. Okay, here's what you got to think about the Padres. They had this great run during the regular season, but they're what I would call your classic paper champs. Like on paper, they look good, but they're very young. They're they're not ready to take that next step. I mean, yeah, they've got some, you know, the Hosmers and the Machados, but they're not there yet. I don't. The think. White Sox think, could be somewhere. Somewhere. I like think that the too. White Sox are maturing a little bit quicker than I think the White Sox could mature quicker than the Padres because they got a little bit more senior leadership. But anyways, so um, y'all keep listening to our show. We appreciate it. Uh, let us know. Interact with us. When I put up polls, when Eric puts up things, let us know what you think. If you listen to the show and like the other day, someone had kind of corrected something that was said. And I was like, well, if you kept listening five more minutes after that, we kind of made that correction. But I appreciate you letting us know. So keep us on our toes. You know, have positive things to say. If you haven't done it, give us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. We would really appreciate it. All right. And if you want to hear somebody who's probably really upset about the Astros winning the series, go listen to Sully over at the Locked On MLB Podcast. I'm sure that he's um, talking great things. And if you want to get really depressed, go listen to the Locked On Twins Podcast because I know Nash Walker is taking this really hard. But we'll talk to you tomorrow, and we'll talk about who the Astros will be facing in the next round, and we'll kind of start looking at that series. Um, For our final show of the week, because tomorrow will be the final show of the week, and then we may do a preview. We're definitely going to do a preview on Sunday night, and we'll see what we may do one on Saturday. But, guys, this is the playoffs. The Astros are going to the next round. Everybody counted them out, and they did what they need to do to uh, get the victory. You've been listening to the Lockdown Astros podcast. We'll be back tomorrow to hopefully talk about who the Astros will be playing. Go Astros.